Even though Mobile World Congress dominated headlines this week, still lots to talk about. I'm Sean, your host, and this is ST Weekly for the week ending March 3rd, 2018. First up, Division of Alphabet Waymo and their self-driving cars had an announcement this week that they had reached an additional 1 million miles in recorded driverless distance. Now, this is something that's pretty interesting from the standpoint that it only took them about three months to get to that milestone from their previous 1 million mile milestone, which had taken six months. By way of comparison, if you look back, it took them six years to get to their first million miles. That's pretty impressive considering the autonomous driving technology has come a really, really long way in such a very short period of time. There's probably a point in the not-too-distant future when things like taxis and other kinds of public transportation will no longer have a person at their helm. Apple Report In a report from 9to5Mac, on February 28th, Apple is beginning to migrate iCloud data and the keys for the iCloud decryption of that data to servers housed directly in China. This agreement comes as part of compliance with Chinese laws that its citizens must have their data be accessible to local Chinese authorities and that any company that serves Chinese citizens must comply with these laws. In that same report, 9to5Mac details that in Apple's statement, they announced that while they had tried for a while to get out of complying with these laws, they don't really have any choice if they want to continue doing business in China. Now, there's quite a bit of uproar that's going around around this, and Rene Ritchie from iMore covered this deeply in his podcast, but suffice it to say that there have been some very major concerns about data in China lately. If you've been watching the news, you know that even the United States government has recommended against purchasing phones from companies like Huawei and Xiaomi because of their concerned ties with the Chinese government and the unusual practices that have been based around them. Now, This isn't a huge deal, and those folks can always opt to purchase another product, but the fact that data is now having to be stored in China and that the keys for the decryption of that data is now also stored locally in China has, you know, probably rightfully so, given people some pause about whether or not they want to continue using those Apple products. Now, this is probably nothing new to those folks living in mainland China, but Chinese citizens living outside of the country now will have their data also be stored locally and the ability for the Chinese government with uh, the appropriate measures be able to access that data. This is something that is not usual for us here in the West, but the other agencies that have been doing businesses for much longer in China have had to comply this with these laws for a much longer period of time. So more on this story as it develops. Everyone else report. As I mentioned at the top of the show, the, dom- the headlines were pretty much dominated by Mobile World Congress announcements this week, and Sean P. and I recorded an entire podcast discussing our thoughts on it, so I'm not going to rehash a bunch of that here. If you want to, you can definitely check out that episode of the Silicon Theory podcast. It's available on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Google Play Music. I'll put a link also in the description, but there were a couple of things that I wanted to highlight because they were pretty significantly important, and 
Unfortunately, yes, we're going to be talking a little bit more about the Galaxy S9 and S9 Plus announcements from Samsung, but not a ton, I promise. First up, you definitely want to check out, if you haven't already, look at the videos of the Vivo Apex Concept phone. We talked a lot about this during the podcast, but it's really cool, and the idea behind the design language is something that I think that more people should be adopting, or at least looking to adopt, especially the Clear ID technology for the fingerprint scanner from Synaptics. We've seen a lot of news recently about companies instead opting for Apple's approach with the notch in the display, but I think Vivo's more on the right track. Speaking of being on the right track, Samsung and the Galaxy S9 and S9 Plus also don't have a notch and also have very large full screen displays and that's definitely a good thing and something else that people think are good so far at least in early testing is the camera and the display if you still put any stock in dxo mark ranks dxo mark has listed the galaxy s9 plus as the best mobile smartphone camera now beating out the google pixel 2 mostly because of its secondary lens and its ability to create the depth of field and bokeh effect Early reviews are still out on whether the image quality itself is actually better, and DxO Mark, even in its claims, has indicated that there are still some areas where the Pixel 2 and Pixel 2 XL's camera beats the Galaxy S9 Plus. So, I guess there's a little too much maybe to be read into that, and maybe a number in this case is just a number. Also, as kind of was a little bit predictable, DisplayMate has also ranked the Super AMOLED panel in the Galaxy S9 and S9 Plus as the best ever, which beats out the previous best ever held by the Note 8. Again, not much of a surprise. Samsung makes the best displays in the business, and all that you really need to know is they make the displays for not only their phones, but also for Apple in the iPhone X. That uh, gives you a pretty good clue as to the quality of these Samsung panels. And finally, I wanted to rant just a little bit about why it is that every other mobile carrier in the United States has adopted Samsung's pricing structure with the exception of Verizon. As many of you know, Sean P. and I both have very personal beefs with Verizon Wireless as an entity, and there's also an article on SiliconTheory.com detailing why I think Verizon is a bad company doing bad things, but in the latest note of Verizon's foolishness, they have opted to increase the off-contract purchase price for both the Galaxy S9 and the S9 Plus by $100. If you were to buy the Samsung Galaxy S9 Plus off-contract from any other mobile carrier or directly from Samsung itself, it'll run you about $820. If you were to buy it directly from Verizon off-contract and not finance it in the payment plan, or actually even if you did, it's going to run you $920 for what amounts to absolutely no reason whatsoever. I saw someone joke on Twitter that it costs a lot of money to install all that extra bloatware on your smartphone, and really, that's probably the only realistic reason that Verizon could have for justifying this price increase. That's been ST Weekly. Thanks for listening. If you like the show, make sure you favorite the station and subscribe here. If you want some more of our content, you can head on over to SiliconTheory.com. Check that out. We're also on social at Silicon Theory on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And you can find our video content at YouTube.com forward slash C forward slash Silicon Theory. Thanks again for listening, and we will talk tech soon.